That's it, it's Carly Thornton. <laughs> Alright, um, well, she's going to introduce herself, and we're going to go from here. So, Carly Thornton, IFBB Pro, a women's physique competitor, and also the the owner of Beauty Wear, which is the fitness brand. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting because. So, what made you come up with Glutey Wear? I'm just curious. Where did that name come from? Um. Well, it's one because obviously they're they're supposed to be glute enhancing leggings, mm-hmm. um, and we wanted something that's like a payoff playoff from booty. So it's kind of glutes booty. So it kind of uh, and it's quite quite a cool little name. Mm-hmm. And what you made Yes, I think you wear I, them. <laughs> of course, I would. Like, uh, I, I don't know. I just, um, I got a Christmas present for someone that was leggings from your store. So, yeah. we'll see how they are. You know, that's what I always tell. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's interesting. Why did you decide on leggings? And you know, it's such a kind of a saturated market. You know, like. Got Gymshark um, and all them out there already. Yeah, yeah, you have. It's just um, for myself, for someone who trains a lot, um, I always find it difficult to buy um, leggings that fit in the right places. Like my my big, my legs are bigger than my waist, mm-hmm. um, so it's always harder to find leggings. So I wanted to um, bring out a range that women can feel sexy and at the same time they fit without keep on pulling them up and uh, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. And do you plan on doing other types of uh, clothing wear, whether it's tops or? Yeah, yeah, yeah we've got um, another another pair of leggings coming soon in January. Hopefully, um, they've got like a V cut at the front, and we've got a few crop tops, um, a few long uh, tanks coming. So yeah, there's the range is going to be expanded, and hopefully. Um, after the the women's range expanded, then we'll have the guys' leggings. Ooh, Obviously, they're not going to have any scrunch going on, but hopefully, they'll enhance the glutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it's sort of, it will be nice to you know for you know to expand no, to that. At the end of the day, no one wants any see through leggings while they're squatting. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the the quality is very good. The material is very thick. It's dry fit. Um, so, you know, we've gone for quality as well. The price is very reasonable at the same time. Um, so it's affordable for a lot of people. Um, and they feel good. They look good. And you, when you're squatting or anything like that, then you don't actually have any see throughness <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was that one of your kind of points that you wanted to kind of tackle was like, because, you know, a lot of them are see-through. Oh, most definitely. I, I I normally have to wrap a um, a top around my waist if I'm squatting or something like that because it makes you self-conscious. You know, if they're see-through, you know that people are going to be staring. You know, so I'm not I'm not then focusing on my training. Um, I'm focusing on I know someone staring at my ass, <laughs> which I don't mind. I don't mind that bit, but. The point is, I'd rather them stare at it when it's not see-through and they can see everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when did this idea came to you? Was it just like you were like, oh, this is terrible that you know, so many other brands are not not what you want out of them? And uh... No, no, no. I thought about, um, thought about it for quite a long time. Over a year, I've invested on um, samples and everything. It just takes a long time to bring out products. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, more and more products come out. Like, um, like I see that you have so many different colors. I think that's what makes yours unique. And it's like not very stand, stand out. It stands out with the signature, like the, the, the way it's written and like the logo and everything. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. 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 I, it's I, quite I'm cute. Not, yeah. Cause it's just not, it's not obtrusive. Like a lot of other logos I've seen where it's just like, bam, it's more yeah. of a, just like, you know, like nice, nice written signature. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the leggings, the, the signature is going to be slightly smaller um, for the next leggings. So, but I, I like the positioning of it. You know, the, the the good thing about logos, you can swap and change them. You can have them in different places. So it'll be nice to um, mix and match with uh, the logos in different areas. Yeah, and the variety of colors. I, I was surprised by how many. I love color. I love color. But you have to have color if they're not see-through. So, because the thing is, I try that, like, I know a lot of ladies like black leggings, but for myself, um, black leggings are slimming and I don't want my legs to look slim. I want them to look as big as possible. So that's why I wear a lot of gray leggings and um, different colors. And I think a lot of other women like colors um, at the same time because because they're thick, um, they're complementary, and um, it's just nice have something instead of black all the time isn't it mm-hmm. yeah i think i think the black leggings are kind of there's it's too much too much of that and the color too the red, camouflage <laughs> yeah, yeah just, and then, you know i like to see the red ones i think yours the red ones are the best ones that you all have because it's like it just, it just stands off it's a maroon color yeah. um it's hard to describe you got to go to glutywear.com co or dot u slash uk i'll put it in the description and everyone can go check it out uh yeah. Yeah, you know, and of course the men line eventually will come out at some point. So yeah, le- just leggings mainly for mm. for the guys. Um, you know, just so they they do fit well, good quality, and don't fall down. Um, obviously, the the main thing that's for the guy, not for you know to have a scrunch bum or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and well, do you plan on going into t-shirts or anything like that, or? anything else yeah 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 we, we are looking with, with the logo it's so it can be so small as well and for the guys um it will be a lot smaller and it might just be that it's a small tag so it's not you know you can't see it very well i prefer minimal than um a lot of kind of too fussy mm-hmm. and do you do you kind of come up with these concepts on your own like kind of like oh i want these colors or you know Multicolors are kind of a thing where you yeah, mix I two mean, colors together. I do spend a lot of time going boggle-eyed on the internet looking at ideas. Um, I think it's like anything, isn't it? When when you're passionate about something, um, you you don't mind spending the whole time just staring at a screen, just looking at the same thing over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. In the materials and all that, you kind of have to like figure yeah. it all out. Um, so, like, and of course, people want new, different items. Like, you know, um, so I think it's interesting. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of your company. I don't know. Like, I've, oh, thank I, you. <laughs> I, I think it's it, it's really really nice. It's well done. You know, um, of course, they ship worldwide, which I, I you know I'm a bit at, like that's a big aspect because you know a lot of people you know, for, are from America or Canada yeah. or somewhere else, and they, they would like to get their hands on some of these. So, 
Um, most... Yeah, and I mean, the good thing about um, it ships worldwide, the, the price is still, because the price is reasonable, when you ship it worldwide, it's still fairly reasonable in comparison to mm-hmm. um, maybe some other brands, um, because I've had brands from America, and um, by the time I've had the shipping and everything, um, it's it just cost a bomb. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, it's... <laughs> You know, it's it's nice to have um, good quality products, but you know we haven't we have we're not all made of money, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great because it's it is affordable. This problem, a lot of these leggings are kind of going out at like this real high price range. Um, you know, charging yeah. charging sixty eight pounds per legging. Like this, it's becoming a, a little out there and. Yeah, it's, it's very expensive especially like when you're going to the gym and you're wearing them at the gym it's you know you, you they're going to get dirty they that you might catch them and everything so for for if i'm spending 80 pounds or 100 pounds on a pair of legs i actually said that i went into nike a little while ago and i think i think i picked up another pair of leggings I didn't even look at the price first of all. I was like, yeah, they're quite nice. You know, I might wear them. I looked at the price, they were like 90 pounds. I was like, no way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going back on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. Like, they, they're just slowly increasing the prices. And yeah. sometimes the product isn't as good as, like, what they say. You know, they don't fit. The right size doesn't fit. Yeah. You know, it's a, the, the right cut or whatever. They're not high waist like some people like yeah. those. So. I don't know. I think it's so interesting that, that, you know, you're kind of like adapting that to your own style and of course making it more and more affordable for people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, have you had a good Christmas? Of course. Christmas is always wonderful. Yeah. It's a wonderful is it? time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do you, you celebrate it over there in London or England? I mean, is it what? Sorry. Do you celebrate it over there? I know you. Have- yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's been really busy with family and everything, but it's mm. nice to get back to normal now. I think. Yeah, it's kind of chaos. I hear. I hear you yeah. have something called Boxing Day, which I did not know was a thing. Yes, it's it's a day after Christmas. But the good thing about that is, you know, you have the sales. Everything is open. Whereas Christmas Day, nothing's open, and you know, even though it's a day to spend with family, it's. It's a day that you do just eat and watch really bad TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I, I never heard about it, so I was like, "Well, this is you know." Really? It, it's not. Do you only have Christmas? Yes, yes. So it's just Christmas and Chris or Christmas Eve and Christmas we celebrate. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then Boxing Day, I've never heard of. So, but it was interesting okay. to hear that that was something. Yeah. y'all celebrated. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, that I, I I don't know, I think I think and also love your accent. I, I'm not gonna I'm gonna say that probably three or four more times, but really? I don't know something about the the well, lore of people from uh, England is different. Yeah, I mean that, you, you guys always love the accent. When we play our accent back, I'm thinking, oh no, no, <laughs> no. Well, like I always wonder what I sound like to you as an American, and it's yeah. like. I do. I, I don't sound how I'm supposed to sound, so I find yeah. it interesting. And then I, I find myself turning English, you know, saying, "Oh, <laughs> oh, whatever," you know, like I don't know, tea and whatever, tea and sugar, or whatever. I don't know. What, 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 what do you say then? If you don't say tea or sugar, what do you say? Um, I don't think we have anything like maybe a coffee, just like 
I don't know. It's it's just different here. It's not the same. Our cultures are very very different. I figured that out yeah. the hard way. <laughs> like you know, how, how do you know a lot of English people? I know a few, yes, and they mm. they speak very differently, and like the 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 culture and everything is different. Like you have to celebrate different holidays, and yeah, we have Thanksgiving, which you know is different. Yeah, I, I believe you don't have a Thanksgiving or. Some people don't no. celebrate. See, um, yeah. I mean, y'all have Valentine's Day, which is the same thing as ours, um, and it's just interesting how we celebrate different things and like how we yeah. we we talk differently. Like you might say lift or something for an elevator, we say oh, elevator. Yeah. Um, you say like these other things that don't make sense to us. Like, <laughs> that, what are you talking about? Like, that's not what that is, you know. Um, and well, like, actually, a lot of people say that to me anyway that I don't make sense. So. <laughs> yeah, I find I, I find it hard to understand. I'm like, okay, but um, yeah, there's just so many different words y'all use. I've never see. I say y'all because I'm from Texas. Nobody yeah. ever uses that in England. So I'm like, well, y'all don't understand. Like <laughs> this is this is our culture. It's a different. You know, of course, we have different like supermarkets. Our supermarkets are yeah. huge. Um, over there, uh, you know, you're getting like, like, it's just smaller, less comp, like it's, it's, uh, an experience I would say. Yeah. 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 I, it, it's interesting. I think your culture, I find it fascinating the way y'all talk because it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not like, Ooh, you know, I'm, I'm, all, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm turning English. I'm going to say, you know, all these other words I don't really usually say, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, so when you were an IBF, IF, I always these acronyms, but IFFB pro, what, what got you started yeah. into fitness? Um, I, it, God, cliche as it sounds, as it, as it always does sound, um, when I was younger, I, I got into it when I was 21 um, because I didn't like the way I looked. I was very self-conscious and I just kind of thought oh, I had to do something about it because no one else would. Um, so it's that kind of cliche thing, um, getting started. Um, I was predominantly a gym bunny, just, uh, I don't know if you use that word, gym bunny, um, just with cardio and things like that, first of all. And then I slowly got into weight training. Um, and then it was when I was, oh, 2008, um, I went on stage for the first time um, in figure. That's uh and then I kind of slowly progressed into woman's physique. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and throughout the years I've gone up and down. So I went to figure. Then I tried to get down to bikini. Then I went to figure. Then I, I grew into woman's physique. So I've kind of done every category, really, as I suppose. Mm-hmm. And what, what made you jump around so much? Was it like you wanted to try these other other things? Yeah, well, with woman's physique, I just kind of, with my training, I just grew into the category. So I was told that I needed to go up a class. Um, but I I just fucking changed my mind. I'm in the new <laughs> phase of, I don't want to be that anymore. I want to be something else. So I just like changing the way I look because that's the beauty of bodybuilding and things. You can do that. Mm-hmm. And was it like, what was your kind of first experience? Like, was it nerves? Was it, was it not? Was it easy for you? Oh, I loved it. I absolutely loved getting on stage. The first time on stage was the best time. Um, because you've got no expectations at all. You walk on stage loving it. Look at me. Look what I've achieved. And then, and it's just, but 
for for you're only on there for about God, it feels like a few minutes, but you don't remember any of it because you're in so you're so it's so overwhelming. Um, you're looking at um, beyond the stage and you can't see anyone because it's all dark. Um, but yeah, it's really really good experience. Really good experience. Mm-hmm. So you're really comfortable on stage and had ha- like. Oh yeah, I, 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 the, for the first time, I actually loved getting on stage just because um, I actually went. I went to drama school, and um, they. I, I obviously wanted to be in drama and acting and everything, and um, they actually said to me, "Because I can't sing, I won't have a main part." So basically, I left. <laughs> <laughs> so, so because I left, it was just like me. Because I was walking on stage again, it was kind of another way to kind of present yourself, be on stage, show yourself off, you know, that kind of thing, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand. <laughs> you, you can't sing. That's why uh, the crush oh your dreams God. like that. God, I know. Completely crushed it. Honestly, my I'm sure my singing's got worse as well. I was trying to sing in the car the other day. Oh, it's even worse when you got a cold. That's my excuse. I've got a cold, so it's all crackly. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, that's what I would do too. I don't know. I feel. How, how did that make you feel when someone just like crushed your dream? Said, "Nope, you can't do that." Like, what was that experience like? Was it like, "Oh no, the end of the world"? What was it like? Oh no, I, th- I think you. Um, I was a bit. Like, I was a bit disheartened. Yeah. Um, but I think. I think you. I, I mean, you, you, yourself as well. You learn that there's so many people in the world that are going to tell you you can't do anything, can't do something. Um, so you either give it a shot or you move on to something else. Um, because at the end of the day, you've got to do things that um, you, you've got to build on your strengths. Because everyone's got their different strengths. You know, we're all we're all different. So you've just got to kind of roll with it, really. Mm-hmm. And where where do you get this? Do you, do you where do you get this motivation to still compete? I mean, a lot of people that they don't like competing. Um, um. Um, well, at the moment, I'm not competing because mm. I'm focusing on obviously the the fitness wear and everything. Mm. Um, but I just love seeing the body transform. Mm. I don't actually. I now I don't actually enjoy show day. Um, I just enjoy the process of seeing the body transform. So it's more the you kind of the oh god the journey as they say the journey that's what I, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I say the journey but yes uh, I think the journey is the most important part I think the show the show day is like the one percent of what you know it's just the day that you you compete but the, yeah. the the whatever six eight ten fifteen weeks or whatever um, training you do to get to that point is like the the kind of the the journey you would say you know um, yeah. it's the stuff that kind of changes that so i think it's interesting um do you do you do you like like what about the journeys do you like do you just like seeing the progress from day one to day you know 120 or something um i i um i like it's more you get to know yourself a lot more mm-hmm. and how you can push yourself um, mentally. Um, and what I've found with competing, um, it takes so much energy and drive to do what we do that you can put that energy and focus onto something else. So, for example, if, say, for example, at the moment I'm not looking at competing, then I can put all that energy drive and focus onto bringing out these leggings so it helps with um everything else in life that's what i find 
Yeah, yeah. It, it, it kind of transfers over to these other things. Yeah. That, yeah. Because yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie, it's hard work to compete all of the time. Um, I think it's like, I think it's one of the most exhausting things I see if someone competes yeah, two, three times is. a year. Um, and maintaining that, you know, all throughout and also improving every, yeah. every, every, uh, every week, every day, whatever, you know, just slight performance or mm. physique building it's it's yeah. really it's actually impressive to me i'm like uh, you know there's there's certain things certain aspects that i can't do is just changing your physique holding it like that and then and just keep improving over yeah. over years and years uh-huh. um so here's another question i have so what is like your kind of nutrition you know do you drink a lot of tea a lot of coffee like what? Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking coffee right now uh, <laughs> that's one of my biases black coffee <laughs> i must admit um, and a monster. Um, but yeah, my nutrition, I have six meals a day. Um, even when I'm not competing, I'm still having the six meals. They don't have to be as regimented, but I am. I, I do work better with structure. Um, so I have, um, I don't know, that's a good sample. The main, main carbohydrates I have are oats, um, rice. I have a lot of wraps. I have some bagels. I have some cereal. Um, proteins are normally steak, chicken, um, whey isolate, sometimes eggs, some fats. Oh, I have almond butter or just the fats from um, salmon or steak. So that's that's the main thing, really. I'm quite I'm quite a boring eater, to be fair. Mm-hmm. So you don't and you don't go follow any specific kind of thing. You kind of just have. Well, I do. I do kind of have macros that I mm. I've, I've wrote for myself, and they're in my notes. So. I kind of know, I do know what I'm eating. I have 30 grams of protein per meal. Um, on leg days, I normally have around about 450 to 500 grams of carbs on a leg day. And on an upper body day, it's probably just half. So mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know what I eat. I'm eating kind of throughout the day. So then I can swap and change it. So if I want to get leaner, then I know how to. Mm-hmm. And what is it like, you know, I mean, eating six meals a day, a lot of people don't do that kind of method. Um, so how, yeah. what is that like for you? Um, well, to be honest with you, I've done it for like nearly 13 odd years. So for me, it's normal, it's standard. Um, I could, like when people say I have breakfast, lunch and dinner, to me, I'm thinking, when do they eat? Because I'm trying to work it out. So you wake up in the morning, you eat. Mm-hmm. And then if you're training midday, do you eat? And, you know, it's like, so everyone's different. Everyone obviously works differently. But that's just what I'm used to. I mean, um, I know some people um, that do kind of intermittent fasting. And that works well for them. Um, I've actually been really interested in that, to be fair. Like, I've been speaking to someone about it. And it helped with um, his injuries. Mm-hmm. Um and it's really interesting the way he said it because my my thoughts are that obviously food helps with uh, your recovery and your strength, whereas his outlook on it um, and reading up on it is your body is obviously using the energy to process the food. So if you're actually into intermittent fasting, then your body's then being able to recover more from the injuries, which absolutely makes complete sense. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know. Nutrition is like this this vast thing that like you're like, oh, I don't yeah. know. What, like you're trying to figure out what the best is. Keto the best? Like I'm, I'm starting yeah. a keto diet today. I'm like, is this is this is this gonna work for me? It, it, I mean, I, I think it's like trying to fit like leggings on someone. Like they might yeah. not fit you right. So, mm. um, um, it just depends on the person you are. You know exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's for me. Like I think. Six meals a day is like I couldn't handle the pressure of eating, you know, every couple hours. Um, um, Also, you know, if I do a lot of cardio, I don't want to eat right before. Like, you know, there's a lot of timing to that. Uh, With intermittent fasting, I mean, I feel like you're eating like two meals, maybe three at at most. I'm like, that's not enough. Um, You know, I like putting snacks or small things in between, but everybody has like this different method. Um, I like trying new things, of course. So, if, yeah. And if it works for me, um, that that's great. But um, I don't know. I've talked to many nutritionists. It's a very it's a very complicated subject when you kind of delve yeah. into. Okay, so this works for this person. If someone has this issue, they can't eat this. You know, it's a lot of back and forth, and yeah, it, intermittent fasting is a part of that um, kind of a thing where it's like. Okay, this works for a lot of people. Mm. Does it work for everybody? Absolutely not. No. Um, I think the six meals a day works for a lot of people too. But does it work for everybody? No, because exactly, it, it depends on what they're doing and mm-hmm. recovery time and all that is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm always I'm always like looking at looking around like trying to wonder which is the best method for me. Yeah. Um, not necessarily for everyone, but like yeah. If it works for me, then you know something I can stick to, something I can kind of work work with. Um, yeah, it, it's just so much better. Um, and then you know having having it, training and recovery, massage therapy, and putting all mm. these things together kind of helps like build you as a as an athlete or a person. Mm. Just just being healthy and all that stuff. So I, I don't know. I feel like there's so many so many so many choices too many choices you know i think it's one of them things i because i have a lot of online clients that i do their diet and training and um i say to them you know the the diet is your base plan (laughs) and then by by the weeks go on and you're checking in we get to know your body because obviously everyone's different like this base plan may work for you wonder straight away or it may not because you know we have to keep on swapping and changing things um, because we are all different and there's no plan that fits all. Um, and it does depend on your lifestyle. If you've got children, if you do night shifts, you know, everything depends on your your own personal lifestyle. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what you, you think of keto. To me, I, I, don't, I don't like keto at all. Um, <laughs> but that's a personal thing. As I say, I'm different to you. Um but yeah, I know a few people that um, they absolutely rave about it. They love it. Um, it depends what you. I mean, do you? How do you train? Do you train or you? Um, yes, I. But the the way I train is different from most because I'm in mixed martial arts, which is a lot uh, of different sports. So yeah, I mean, I train in the morning. Most of that stuff is cardio, hard, you know, training, and then throughout the day, I have mm-hmm. training sessions of jujitsu and. Muay Thai and learning all these other things, so it's just me trying to maintain that. Um, yeah, it's a lot of work because you're. Um, it's a more involved sport. I have to. I'm worried about a lot of a lot of things. You know, I'm wearing get worried about getting punched in the face. I'm worried about mm-hmm. you know all these other things that you know. In a lot of sports, 
don't worry about even boxing. It's so one-dimensional. I mean, yeah. people are going to yell at me about that, but it is one-dimensional sport. It's just punching. But when you have to worry about takedowns, getting mm. kicked in the head, getting punched, like there's too many things happening. So I have yeah. to be learning everything at the same time. So yeah. it's a little exhausting, but I do my cardio in the morning, a lot of cardio. Um, I feel like that helps because, you know, I run maybe five to ten miles. Um, I think running is the best just because I feel like there's nothing you can actually get that kind of like you're going to die feeling um, from running so fast. <laughs> like like your teeth your teeth are about to fall off. Your, your, your head's about to explode. There's nothing – there's no feeling that will get you to that point. So yeah. um, I know people like the rowing machines and stuff like that. I feel like that – that is kind of a half measure um, for me personally yeah. because I've never had good cardio without having actually running or doing something yeah. like that intensive. Um, I know some I, people. I find that to you the, the way you explain that. I find that with hit training and interval mm-hmm. training, that's when you feel like you're going to die because your your heart is coming out mm-hmm. of your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because I running. That's one thing that I can't stand. I cannot stand running. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not the best for muscle building either, is it? So I suppose it doesn't work. You know, if any woman comes to me and says they run, all I think about is you are wasting your bum away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I must be wasting my bum away. But um, I feel like running is like there's no – there's no – like if you want cardio, like to increase your cardiovascular, you know, system mm-hmm. – there is no better method than running. I mean, I've seen other people try these other things, but they always yeah. gas out um, at mm. some point. So I try to do as much running as possible. I think it's not about the longer running, like 10 miles, yeah. 15 miles. I think that's too much sometimes. Mm. But, you know, this five to six miles and running hard. I mean, you want yeah. your, your heart to feel like you're about to actually faint or die because yeah. – you're pushing it to the max, um, and you'll yeah. have you'll just feel better. I mean, like, yeah. And then when you walk around, you'll feel like like you'll just feel lighter, like like not as much pressure. I, I mean, well, where, years ago when I did run, I think the thing that I found though it did help mm-hmm. help free my mind a lot. You know, you have so much going on, your mind's so fussy that um, it does help completely release everything. I mm-hmm. think I think that's one positive thing that I could definitely say running did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's it's hard on your knees. It's hard on a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but you're just not going to get the same results with a rowing machine or yeah. a, tr- a tr- I mean, I, I I think treadmills are all right, and all these other things are okay. But there's nothing like running really hard on an incline in you know ten thousand feet or something um, in Denver or something like that. There's no there's no better place to train like than that. Yeah, to increase your cardiovascular health um i think it's important i don't don't think i don't think it depends on what you're doing like if you're not doing something that's if you're doing you know if it's for physique building you can just eliminate cardio all completely pretty much it just depends on your body and how you react Mm, yeah so i i try try to look at it in many aspects but um it's interesting to see how some people don't like running i mean a lot of people don't just it's just Mm. terrible so i mean i'm not one of those people but I enjoy it, but you know, I know a lot of people don't like it. So, you know, and a lot of people aren't built for it. I mean, myself personally, I'm built like a sprinter. Um, so I find running, I I look like an elephant. 
<laughs> you know? And just it just it doesn't come naturally to me at all. Yeah, I think it's it's different for everyone. But you know, if you like biking, I think biking gets you ninety percent there. You know, but you're not yeah, gonna get that. Yeah, I do like biking. Biking's cool. So if if you can't do that, do this. It's like yeah. switching things around, um, trying to make yourself uh, just be better. I mean, it's yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's not. It's not. You know. I take recovery very, very seriously. I, I think I think people need to think about like what they're doing, no matter whether it's powerlifting or you know you know competing in bikini or anything like that. I think recovery is the most important aspect because I mean we all kind of know how to train um, yeah. and we overtrain, which I think is a, a big aspect of you know we're like well we got to put like you know ten more reps. You got you got like there's so many you're pushing yourself too hard. Um, mm. When you should be, be staying at a, a level and increase the intensity. Just for me, it, this is how it works: it's increasing yeah. that intensity, you know, ten times. Um, yeah, and then you know you get that feeling. But a lot of people don't stretch. A lot of people don't do mobility stuff. A lot of people just go in there and do whatever they got to do. So I find that a big issue. You know, people don't get massages. Are you crazy? Mm. Like, if you don't get yeah. a, a deep tissue massage, get all that stuff out, I mean, or do anything that, that helps with your recovery and makes faster and quicker. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're just going to feel bad all the time. But, I mean, that's the, that is the truth. And, uh, you know, every I, I just think people don't do it. I mean, there's so many things. There's crowd therapy out there. There's there is some, what was my, fa- my favorite one is probably the hyperbaric chamber. There's nothing better than that. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. But there's mm. nothing better than the hyperbaric chamber. I mean, you're in. Uh, I've a, never. What is that? Explain it. Uh, so it's basically it's basically you're in a tube, um, kind yeah. of like in cryo, but not with the ice. But you're in a tube, and they increase oxygen to eighty something percent. So it, yeah. it's really high, highly oxygen oxygenated. Um, so that that like makes your I forget which which cells exactly, but it makes your cells um, go through this process and. Um, you're in there for about, I think it's five to maybe 10 minutes. just depends. Yeah. Um, and then you come out of that thing. I've never recovered faster from anything. I don't, I don't, like you could be sore. Like you could have been brutally, brutally sore that one day. And next day you don't feel anything. Like it feels like you're a hundred percent. So it just takes you to that level. Um, of course the problem with that is you need a doctor with you or you need someone certified, whichever. Um, also it costs about. I think it would cost about two hundred pounds, maybe per oh, session. Wow. So mm. it's not it's not feasible for most people, mm. but mm-hmm. it it is the optimum. If someone can get it, you know, half that price. I mean, yeah, like, people would be using it all the time. But yeah, that's I feel like that that is the future. I hope that one day that becomes kind of viable for you know amateur athletes and professionals and everybody pretty much because a lot of a lot of amateur athletes don't do recovery because you know it's expensive Mm. or they don't know that they can just do you know foam rolling foam rolling will help a lot you know just you know these muscles get so tight um and you know you need to get the you need you need a release somehow like it's not um and your mind is fatigued when your mind Mm. gets fatigued your body gets fatigued so um, I think all those things kind of play a part. The mental aspect, I think, is actually one of the most important aspects. Some people don't focus on visualizing what's going to happen. You know, um, 
So say say you want to go to the the Arnold's or Olympia or wherever wherever you want to go, and you want to win the world championship, right? If you're not visualizing that, you're never going to get there. And I yeah. feel like like you know a lot of people just say, oh, "I'm gonna do my best." Well, yeah, that's that's good. That's all <laughs> yeah. good, and uh, you yeah. know you're having fun and whatever. But if you really want to get to that next level, you gotta believe yeah. that you can 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 get there, and then you gotta believe you can get further than you think. Mm. You know, I'm like, I know Carly's gonna be better than she actually is, and her company's gonna be greater than any. You know, be is gonna outperform Gymshark in five years or whatever. Like, it's gonna. You have to kind of like look at it like that. You know, yeah. Look at it as like, yeah. Well, I'm just trying to make the best company. I'm like, I'm trying to outperform people. I'm trying yeah, to be it is, the best. Isn't it? It's like when people say, "Oh, you know what? I'll be happy. I'll be happy to place." Mm-hmm. Really? So you're training this hard, dieting that hard, busting your ass off for? Oh, I wouldn't mind if I place. No, you're talking bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone wants to do the best they can, and if they haven't got that in them, then they're obviously, mm. you know, there's something missing. Um, because we we want to achieve the the Everything, don't we? At the end of the day, you know, you you don't just think, oh, you know what? I'm happy to be mediocre because what? Why? Why would you be happy to be, you know, just okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think yeah. anybody is really. But you know, the, any world champion you talk to, they knew they knew before they were world champion, they were going to be a world champion, or or they 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 just had it in them. You know, yeah. the desire. You need to have the visualization of the desire. You know, you gotta be like, okay, I'm I'm really good at this. I understand the game. I understand what I'm mm. doing, and mm. I'm gonna perform at a level that nobody else performs at. And yeah. you try. Yeah. It's rough. It's that you're not might get it the first time, but you might not yeah. get it the second or third or fifth yeah. or whatever. But you eventually get there. Um, yes. And uh, you know, you talk to any IFB pro champion, world champion. They they told you before, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna win. You know, they didn't yeah. say I'm gonna do my best, and you know, I hope I place this time. They yeah. said I am gonna be number one. I'm gonna be the best. I'm gonna hold. You know, and then they get to that point where they're like, "Well, I have to do it again and every year. I have to win the world title mm-hmm. over and over, and it's rough. And you know, eventually you'll you'll lose. But I think that failing is such you. I don't feel like people fail. I feel like you either win or you learn like there's no yeah. there's no failure there there's you're learning from the mistakes you made or yeah. maybe your body didn't react well you know yeah. there's a lot of issues well, I, I, I do think that from the the things that um you fall on um you 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 just be you just improve it it mm. gives you this um drive and acknowledgement to be better um and i think i think i think you learn more from them experiences than the ones where you actually win. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, you know, it, not going to lie, like, uh, it gets boring to win just, uh, to me, it was this aspect of like, you know, I, I was competing in multiple karate, taekwondo tournaments. So, you know, I would just win first place because I was, I was outclassing everybody. And yeah. I don't, I like competition. Like, if, it, you know, if it's not competitive to me, I just, you know, there's no motivation for me to get better. Like, you're always looking to the horizon and beyond the fence and trying to, mm. trying to elevate yourself, trying to, you know, and when someone doesn't challenge you, you know, you don't find any good challengers. You get into this yeah. place where like, you're like, Oh, I'm just going to keep doing this. And you're not really trying to improve. You're just sustaining. Yeah. And 
you know, and then eventually someone will challenge you and then you, you fail epically and you're like, well, I should have trained harder. I should have yeah. trained smarter. I always ha- I advocate training smarter. I mean, there's it. Why? Why train hard when you can train smart and yeah. when you can train hard and smart at the same time? Oh, you're a force to be reckoned with. That definitely comes with experience, though, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Because a lot of people, you know, think um, training hard means, you know, training harder than you have to. It doesn't mean actually um, being smart about it. And I, I do think that does come with experience, doesn't it, through um, years of training on whatever sport or every, anything you do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I also think you can get that from coaches and stuff mm. like that like you have yeah. experience so what if you're you're helping someone who wants to do the same things you did and yeah. they're, they're you know they're like i need help with this i don't understand yeah. what this is you know you help them develop as a person oh, and not yeah. make as many mistakes i mean that's yeah. the whole point it's like yeah you know, i want you to, to be, be better than me and make yeah. less mistakes you know yeah that is very true because i mean when i when i send my clients their training programs now if if I had something like I give to my clients the way I want them to train, if I had that when I started, man, I I would have been way better than I am now, <laughs> or I would have got where I was a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I say. It's just you know you're trying to, and of course, science and all that stuff changes, and you know, yeah. nutrition's going to be different five, ten, fifteen years from now. So. You know, you're trying to. You're not going to be. You're just making it the best you can at this moment. Mm. So, yeah, uh, and you're just trying to improve everything. And of course, I think that that is like the mind, the mind aspect. Getting someone who has that mind, who's been in there, who's done it, mm. who understands everything, and can kind of see it from like this this third person view, and yeah. just just you know tell you what you need to do. A lot of people don't don't take criticism very well. And I think criticism mm-hmm. is the best thing you can do. Like yeah. if someone says, you know, grasp me, he's like, you should have fight that dude. That dude's gonna mm-hmm. kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, you you're not ready for this. You know, yeah. I respect that person because now they're giving me advice. But of course I'm stubborn. I'm be like, what? <laughs> so, you know, what mm-hmm. are you talking about? I can't do something. But you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I haven't had that happen yet. But I could just imagine, like, if someone that I care about that understands what level I'm at and watches me knows that I can perform at that level. But you know, it, it, it's good to get criticism and understand where you know your glutes are not good enough. You know, there's whatever a million things someone could yeah, say. Yeah, because after what, if, if you don't have if people if you can't take criticism, then how do you expect to improve? Um, I don't want someone telling me um, my good points. I want someone telling me what I need to improve on because then maybe you can't see it yourself and then you can actually go out there and become better. Um, but, yeah, as you say, a lot of people don't um, can't take criticism very, very positively. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I hope people can take criticism. It's hard. Some people it just hits you. It's like you know you don't want to hear that from someone, especially if you it's your coach. Like yeah. you don't want to hear the bad things about yourself because you know it gets you that kind of like depression. You're like, oh my gosh, I my coach. So, 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 I, I know I don't agree with that. I think I want to hear the bad things from my coach. <laughs> I don't want him to be praising me. I want him to say, right, you need to train harder, or you need to improve on that because then I can actually go, I can <laughs> come away and think, right, this is what I need to work on. If I don't know what I need to work on, then how do you expect to improve? 
<laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I think. But there's there's always another side to the, the kind of feelings because you know if you ask someone, a lot of people always say this like, um, "Well, I don't like being criticized because A, B, C, D. You know, all these other things. It hurts my feelings. Blah blah blah." People, mm. you know, people are sensitive. A lot of some people are sensitive, so I can see that yeah. aspect. Yeah. But then you tell them you have to you have to really tell them oh why am I telling you this because ABC if you don't give them the the why they'll never yeah. they'll just think you're being you know uh, you know just being mean to them like it's yeah not, yeah they, they don't want to hear that but well it's know. a way you say things isn't there mm-hmm. to uh, mm-hmm. people yeah your your inflection can be like very very uh, very good or bad like if someone's yeah. like you know. Um, and it's interesting how we all react differently to what mm. people say to us. Um, and, you know, some of us are not good at conflict. You know, someone mm-hmm. says, oh, blah, blah, blah. And some of us just want attention and praise. Like, a mm. lot of people mm. just want attention and praise, you know. Like, Carly's the greatest, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're the best. You know, like, people want to hear that to themselves to boost their ego. I have yeah. ego, too. So it, I understand the ego part is, like, you mm. kind of want to just keep you know want to hear that because i you know it's it's good to hear that every once in a while like hey you're doing a great yeah. job hey you're, you're yeah. you know I, you've improved so much this season you've improved so much the past year you know mm. you know it's time for new year's resolutions or whatever mm. do, do you do anything like that do you do any goal setting or anything like that um yeah i do i do write a lot down i've got um a book that i write down um goals where where i want to see something at a certain period of time um i've started doing that a lot more now because you think about things but because without actually writing it and actually see it on paper um you kind of forget about it and you it just floats around in your mind so i think if it is pen on paper then um it is a lot better because you can actually uh, refer to it and it kind of um, it helps it helps keep that focus on it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to you? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's – got got my journal right here. So this, is where <laughs> I write, this is where I write it. I'm not going to show you all the goals yet. Um, but I, it's like – it's interesting because everybody has different goals. Everybody has kind of a different things they want to do. And I don't think it's necessarily reaching all these goals. I think it's more mm-hmm. of a – you know, progress. As long as you get stepping there, you know, I put like people look at my goals list and they're like, you're, you're putting things like way too high. I'm like, well, some people just put it too realistic for me. Like, I'm like, that's too realistic. You know, put it a little outside of reach, you know, at least one or two goals, you know, if you have five, five big goals. What's some of your goals then? Oh, some of my goals are, um, I'll actually look because they remind you when you look at them. So, um, let's see. Let's look at these goals. Everybody has different goals. All right. So, uh, let's see. That's, I break them up into like long-term, short-term, whatever. Mm. Um, and I put timetables that I would like to, um, my, my one goal is to be in the UFC within two years. So, you know, whether it's competing in the UFC or competing for a championship, whatever it is, yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, it's just that first step to get there. Um, yeah. my, and then, you know, I have I have like you know uh, financial goals to you know make you know over a hundred fifty thousand pounds something like that you know um, mm-hmm. and I put those goals each like different categories yeah and, you know try to try to uh, and that's really visualization as well people don't think yeah. it is but it is you're trying to manifest something um, yeah 
and I think everybody manifests like you know for you maybe like um glutey where selling a thousand leggings within a certain period of time or you know mm. um trying to improve you know product reviews you know um yeah like all these things that you kind of want to increasing your platform increasing your your their awareness i mean a lot of people don't know that there's other brands besides Jib shark like mm. like like this is this is this is what i see a lot it's like you know um Gymshark only, or this this brand only, and not just a Gymshark, but you know Lululemon, um, yeah. you know these big brands that we have all these mass, like real, real massive marketing campaigns mm-hmm. that put billions or hundreds of millions of dollars into it, um, mm-hmm. and then you have smaller companies, of course, like Glutiwear. I'm like I'm a big fan right now, so you know it's like um, trying to trying 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 to get that to the next level. Yeah. You know? How do you get that to the masses? I mean. You know, it maybe most people in the UK know, but what what about America? America's a huge market, mm-hmm. um, and you know, anytime I show someone your your, your leggings, um, your your brand, they're like, oh, so what is this, Gymshark or something like that? I'm like, no, this is not Gymshark, and they <laughs> they, they, they just like, oh, okay, well, they kind of dismiss it. And I'm like, well, you yeah, should check these out. You know, these these yeah. th- just because they're a different brand doesn't mean they're they're worse. And I'm like, well, there's like three selling points for yours. I'm like. Oh, they're they're not as expensive. I mean, you're not going to pay 90, 90 pounds for these. Um, you're paying you're paying a reasonable price. Um, number two, um, these ship worldwide, so you don't have to worry about that. Number three is you know of and it's a it's a it's a smaller brand. They have a lot of different colors. They have their products are made differently. You know, it's like trying to trying to sell someone on these like aspects yeah and a lot yeah. of people are not open-minded to these things so mm. it's hard to get they're out there i mean of course if they see you on instagram or something like that they they, they know who you are but what, what about those people that are outside of that bubble yeah, exactly so i i don't know i think that's that's kind of the aspect you know and i hope i hope everybody kind of understands that goal setting is really important and you know putting that together it doesn't have to be during new year's like i don't understand like it doesn't have to be like uh oh, I have to wait till next year. No, you, you can do it right now. Like it's not. It's not. Yeah. No, exactly. I know. I th- I think once I get off the uh, the the phone to you, I think I'll uh, set some new goals. You've uh, given me some inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think I think you can. Yeah, just set those goals. I mean, like you know, you you have an amazing company. You have a great ideas. You you. You have er- the whole, you have the ingredients for for uh, greatness or whatever you want to call it. Um, so it's it's just stirring that pot together, trying to figure out what works, what doesn't. I mean, learning from yeah. your mistakes. I mean, yeah. like you might find out that this one color doesn't sell well. Um, yeah. You know, or you might find out that that you need you need a certain size, or like the size isn't yeah. right, or something like that. Like, there's so many aspects to to the business of selling clothing, and people don't really think about it like that. Um, yeah, well, to be fair, you're, you're right because it is actually interesting to actually see what sells, what sizes, and everything. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's the uh, and what to do for next time, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. the thing. That's it's everything's a learning curve. Like, I mean, that you say about Gymshark. Um, I know they they started in their in their living room, didn't they, or in their mm-hmm. bedroom or something? Yeah, they, they all so, like, people all start small. Like you talk yeah. about you talk about like Bill Gates. Bill Gates was living in a dorm. You talk about Elon Musk. I mean, yeah. you talk about all these people who are you know public figures that that yeah. kind, 
kind of like made these things, these inventions, or you know, they all started from this beginning. And you talk about Ben France. I'm not trying to dog on Gymshark and say they're bad product, but I'm saying like you know, we all start from different things, and I think it's to be open to new new products like yours is so so important because it builds it builds something new. Um, when you get that that vet of yeah. all the customers coming back, you know, oh, I want a new leggings. Oh, there's these new yeah. new, new new versions of glue wear that I haven't seen. New products are out there, you know. Um, yeah, you know. Um, I th- I think all the, the the brands are really good though because you mm-hmm. it's so good. Hello, and we're back. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, as I said, I think I think it's good um, with all these brands because it's so good to get ideas from all the different ones, um, and then you can kind of bring your own brand to what, like the the bits you like from everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yes, that's what I always say. You're try, trying to build like a Frankenstein, right? Like, yeah, you're trying to get the best aspects of this and that because everybody. Yeah. I think I, I don't think any clothing company does it perfect or perhaps the perfect mm-hmm. design i think they have aspects that are really great like mm-hmm. oh the material is really great for gymshark or yeah. this is really great the the, the logo is really great gymshark i think mm-hmm. it has the best logo i don't know it's like very like it's very creative i think and then yeah you have other See, things actually, not the best material um, yeah well i've actually you talking about uh gymshark i've got some leggings coming that are very similar to theirs um, because I like, I do like some of their leggings, and as I say, it's it's about bringing bringing a brand out from little little ideas from other different brands. Um, so yeah, so hopefully um, when they come, they'll uh, they'll be uh, they'll be good as well. And Primark, do you have Primark over there? Uh, no, I've never heard of it. <laughs> you don't have Primark. Primark is the best. I suppose it's like, oh, I suppose it's not like Walmart. It's um. It's just a very, very cheap brand. Um, you're looking at like um, like clothing for a, a few pounds. Uh, you know, it's so cheap. Um, but you know what? I don't know where I was going there, so <laughs> we'll leave that one there. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I, I guess that's it. I guess uh, Carly just just didn't remember. But let's. That was great. That was great. I I love talking to you. I I don't know. Yeah. I think I have a billion. I business ideas for you but like it's it's so many it's like there's so many things to this i mean it's like i don't know clothing's pretty cool I, I don't know. yeah i wish i wish you know uh, sometimes i wish i could wear leggings myself and be uh, <laughs> be one of those um you know trying to fashion them out and stuff and, you know be a model or whatever you call them nowadays yeah. <laughs> all right thank you everybody for listening thank and have you. a beautiful day or night or wherever you live